Are you a creative? I think you are. And that's why you should join my circle community, the Creative Study Lounge. Listen, we all know how social media is right now with all the lying, the bots, the ads, the shadow banning, your posts not getting seen, the requests from people you don't know, the strange activities. Social media is a mess right now. So that's why I decided to create a community just for creatives where we can get down and talk about writing, video games, art, development, things in popular media, whatever we want, or just some nonsense. There's a place for it all. It's at the Creative Study Lounge. And while you're there, you can get the merch, send me questions, comments, ideas, and you can generally support the podcast. Check the links in the description. We'll be adding more as time goes along, but hey, it's a good thing. CreativeStudyLounge.com or check the links in the description. Once again, that's CreativeStudyLounge.com or check the links in the description. And you won't have to listen to this dumb advertisement. Now let's get on with the program. In case you managed to live and exist in 2024, I have something to say to you. Being resilient is a superpower. It's a superhuman ability. It means you're extraordinary if you can do it properly. But being resilient is a superpower. And it comes with a little bit of blues. But that's okay. Because you're resilient, right? Right. This is Mr. Benja with Creativity Threads Life. We're going to be talking about the resilience factor here. And yes, it's Black History Month, so I'm probably going to be throwing in more than usual Black characters, Black themes, etc., etc. But I'm going to be doing it in my sense, uh, my, my style, my sensibility, which is the Black hero. Some um, Maybe I'll get into some Black video games. Uh, I'll do some reposting of some content that I did before. We'll get into all that. It'll be a fun month. We've already got a week out of it. So we have a couple more weeks left. But in the meantime, hope you all are doing well. Hope you all are living and existing okay. Out here in L.A., we're just uh, taking on the rain. L.A. is not used to having this much rainwater dumped on it. Cold all over the place, probably from people, you know, playing in dirty gutter water because they don't know any better. Not as many accidents as I've seen in previous rainy seasons. But uh, you can definitely feel the mood is different here. A lot of that's because of the economy and what's going on. But basically, basically, LA is out here trying to be resilient in a lot of ways. See it in people's faces, see it in people's attitudes, see it in people's behaviors. That's what we're going to talk about today. Um, and before we continue quickly, I have just opened up the, the Creative Study Lounge membership area. So for those of you who are looking to support the podcast and hear more of these, maybe get some of the uncut and um, remastered, audio remastering, but I cut out all the ads and some of the, some of the white space here and some of the issues I fix before I post it up to the podcast channels. And then on the podcast channels, you're able to get the ad-free version if you're a member of the Creative Study Lounge. So that's how that goes. Be sure to check it out. I'll have the links in the description. Anyway, with customer service for two and a half hours on some nonsense issue, and nobody seemed to know whose fault it was, how it happened, why it was the way it was. And it was a problem that needed to get fixed. Even though I had other things I wanted to do, I had other responsibilities. I said, let me go ahead and finish this, knock it out of the way. And it was just a broken situation. I think a lot of us are going through these broken situations where 
situations just aren't working the way they should. Nobody can give you a straight answer. You can't really get what you want the way it was presented to you, not even just getting what you want. You can't get what was presented to you. It seems like everything's a bit superficial and shoddy right now. And the more superficial and shoddy things are, the more resilient people have to be in order to maintain and go along with the whole program. To maintain and continue along their path, they need to be resilient. You need to be resilient. We need to be resilient. So resilience is that factor that allows you to not necessarily stave away pain, but allows you to endure hardship, allows you to suffer the fools. It allows you to get beat down and get back up. It allows you to walk through areas where other people wouldn't dare. It covers a lot. In fact, because I'm being studious, studious here, I will look up the word resilient for you and give you a good definition. According to the Bing search, resilient, adjective, able to withstand or recover quickly from difficult conditions, able to recoil or spring back into shape after bending, stretching, or being compressed. All right. Let's give him even another definition even. If Merriam-Webster would load, we'd get it. All right. Resilient, characterized by resilience, such as capable of withstanding shock without permanent deformation or rupture, tending to recover from or adjust easily to misfortune or change. I like that last one. Tending to recover from or adjust easily to misfortune or change. By the way, if you're guys looking for the best definition, I'm going to plug Merriam-Webster dictionary here. I don't know what these other services are doing, but they seem to come with the best definitions. Merriam-Webster, you can just send me a free dictionary and I'll keep plugging you. Like I want one of the nice, nice hardback ones with the gold lettering and, and a ribbon where I can, you know, lay it down on the, my favorite dictionary page. Because that's what I need in my life, a fancy dictionary. All right. So as I said, today was just spent being resilient. And I, I had this thought on my mind before. But a very specific act a couple, was it two weeks ago? Two weeks ago really got to me. And I've been thinking about the theme ever since. Thought about the podcast a little bit, but then today just hit me. So I had to record this podcast. But this began two weeks ago and got me thinking about it. Luke Cage was actually on, on the news as a possibility for continuing it's ending of, you know, from the Netflix series and also wrapping into some of what's going to be happening with the new TV series on, on Disney+. Plus. So that was kind of lightly in the background in the news. And then two weeks ago or so, I was doing my thing and somebody told me, they just stopped by while I was doing my thing and said, Benjamin, you're resilient and kind of left the compliment. If you want to call it a compliment, kind of left it at that. And I felt like it was one of those backhanded compliments, right? Like I'm sitting here busting my rump to do work and you're going to stop and say you're resilient. It almost felt like being slapped repeatedly 
And then someone telling you, you have such an awesome, sturdy face. It's one of those kind of compliments. Like, I didn't want to hear this person tell me that I was resilient. I mean, I can put up with things. I can get things done. But I didn't want to hear that. I definitely didn't need to hear it right then. You know, when I'm working and I'm thinking they're not. Or they're just subpar or whatever. I Whatever. But it really stuck with me in a weird way because I work hard to maintain what I'm doing. I try to work hard to maintain my persona and my attitude. And yes, there's a heavy racial component there. Just in general, you have a situation, at least in this country, and I'll say it's in other places too, where black people are expected to just take stuff and accept nonsense and just be resilient, but not in like a, a good way. Like, oh, you're a sucker. You have a sturdy face for slapping. And it really is complete bullshit. There are some studies done on this where black patients in, in medical facilities, the assumption is that they feel less pain than everybody else, that their, their ailments aren't as serious as everybody else's because they're tough or they can take it. So this isn't something that just popped in my head right out of the blue, but it is something that kind of came together all at one point. And since we're in Black History Month, I decided to talk about it. But you don't, probably don't come here for that. You come here for the creativity aspect, right? That's where Luke Cage comes in. Because I didn't completely consider it, although I knew it was a theme. I, I'd known it in, and his theme is resilience. The general superpower that Luke Cage has is being resilient. Physically, mentally. And let me read the definition again. Characterized or marked by resilience, such as capable of withstanding shock without permanent deformation or rupture, tending to recover from or just easily to misfortune or change. I felt a little bit of Luke Cage. In fact, I'm wearing a hoodie right now. I don't plan on walking in any building, getting shot at, but I do feel a bit resilient right now. and I'm happy about it. This is one of those superpowers that it feels like a, it feels like a curse and a burden to even have. To have to need to do this. Have to need to be this way. If you don't know who Luke Cage is, I want a little bit of history here. Luke Cage, um, also known as Power Man, came out of the 1970s black exploitation era and was created as a character um, by, by a few creators. Uh, Paul Romita Sr. Was, was one of the main ones. Um, gave Cage his last name, actually. Luke came from other places, but the last name Cage actually came from you know, being resilient and sturdy like a cage. As a, that, that's what he said. You know, you can't break, you can't break it, you know. But the more obvious connotation of cage is something you're locked into. So we've got this character from Harlem, Power Man. And yes, the Power Man, the power in, in his name comes from Black Power, that whole Black exploitation movement. If you don't know what black exploitation is, 
it's it was a certain period of time there was a lot of black exploitation sex exploitation these these properties were created basically to make stuff for cheap with with these cheesy headlines and cheesy just kind of presentations because they could get people in the theater to see them on the cheap where people started realizing that hey if we niche down we can make a little theater over here and play play some shaft movies play some dolomite some what was that called some jackie brown that's quentin tarantino or later where they could play these kind of um you know they could exploit the different things that nobody talks about sex violence race drugs they could just get away with all this it wasn't meant to be mainstream they finally had a distribution and production capability well enough where they could do it cheaply, throw it into some little theaters on the corner. Your neighborhood people would get into it and it didn't need to go mainstream. It just needed to hit the, all the people that it needed to hit. So Power Man, Luke Cage, comes out of this. And he's a prisoner. So he ends up being wrongfully accused of something. I mean, that's your first strike. Being wrongfully accused of something and put in prison. Now, he's got to be resilient enough to take this. And this is a common theme. Hey, something bad happened to you. Too bad. You got to take it. And you still got to be a hero. So this person's in prison. And somehow, there are different stories that tell exactly how this happened. It's not quite concrete in the canon. But he's in prison. And he ends up getting signed up to this experimentation program that's supposed to try to recreate the results of the Captain America program. So Luke Cage, Power Man, is an experiment. Not only is he in prison, he's getting experimented on. Once again, common trope. This is something that actually happened in history and is something that continues to happen in many different ways and many different styles currently. So something to keep a watch for. He's experimented on and, you know, there's some of the stories, as I said, there are different versions of this where Power Man was tricked, where he, where he was tricked into taking this procedure, where he was coerced into trying out the procedure. And in one, one case that, that it was done, you know, by consent, but then there was a question of, well, what kind of consent is it? It's like rot in jail or become a super soldier or tried this program out. And then there were other, there are variations on it. Some even don't explain. They just kind of show him in prison. Next thing you know, you see a kooky scientist looking over Power Man in some sort of contraption or, or a vat of liquid, whatever. So the history there isn't totally laid out. But either way, all of these ideas are a bit troubling. And it's something black people have to deal with. And we always, we think about a little more than often being trapped in a situation, being told you need to tough it out and then getting a, a less than ideal way out with the promise of fame, riches, strength, or just power. So that's the, that's the background for that. Luke Cage ends up going through this experimentation process ends up getting powers once again does he escape from prison is he released with special instructions 
Um, most accounts say, you know, escape or release or whatever. Not quite sure. But with all of his uh, strength and all of his speed and his healing factor, with all of that, the number one thing about him is his, his resilience. Once again, I wonder, I don't know. It was the 70s, totally different mindset. I'm not excusing any of the nonsense that may have gone into the comics at the time. Definitely not excusing Genji Tartakovsky's version of it. That's the power of uh, creator. He had a version of Cage. Over time, he's come, his character's come back up again. And it's, it's, it's usually been kind of weird. Anyway, the character exists in Harlem. And this is another point that continues. The character exists in Harlem and is basically tasked with keeping Harlem and his neighborhood and his area from going to hell. There usually isn't some big overarching theme aside from, hey man, can I just live? So if you're not catching the Black History Parallels and Luke Cage, replay the last couple minutes of this and think about it. So you got this character, Power Man Luke Cage, with the strange last name, used in black exploitation. And then he doesn't, and then he ends up being a hero. The last point, I guess, is that he's a hero for hire, which is fine. Um, you know, kind of being a, a mercenary of sorts. Maybe he doesn't have a decent enough job. I like what the Marvel series did with him. It made him a construction worker, you know, instead of being necessarily a hero, you know, saving people, their restaurants or from the, the hell that the neighborhood is turning into. It's a, it's a whole weird thing that just he's saving the neighborhood from, from damnation. And obviously it's a black neighborhood. So there's always this idea of him fighting against drug dealers and local drug kingpins. It always seemed very, very local to me, which is, which is fine if played properly, but you know, you question the ability for an awesome character like that to go into bigger arenas. Anyway, through all of this, the character has to be resilient. Socially, with dealing with Harlem, personally, dealing with his life and the people that he's always running into. Him getting attacked, meaning his family gets attacked and he can't just be regular alone. So the social, his personal, his familial. And then you've got psychological issues with the whole prison false accusation thing. Maybe in some stories on the run from the law, breaking out from prison, being coerced into this whole situation or being forced into it against his will. And then at the end of it, the superpower is pretty much just to not get hurt as if he's not hurt already. So that's the backdrop for Luke Cage, his history, his story, the empowerment. And yeah, being resilient is really a superpower. It's what you need to, to last in today's society. And if you've gone through something, that means you can get somewhere. If you've gone through something, that means you can get somewhere. Because trying to get anywhere means changing what the current patterns of life are. 
And in general, the current patterns aren't weaving together to do things for you and to lay the path for you. That's your job. The universe and fate and all that, that they will conspire with you if you decide to go on this journey. But you're going to have to go through some stuff. Whatever your creative journey is, whatever you're trying to create, better life, better household, better tax return, better physique, better relationships, you've got to learn to take some lessons from the power man, Luke Cage. You need the power. That is the ability and the capacity to make change, to make lasting change. Not just be a flash in the pan. And maybe that's actually why I'm doing this podcast tonight when I said I didn't want to. It's because I want to flex my resilience a little bit. I want to strengthen that muscle of being able to tough it out. Thinking back to stories of my mom and dad, how they would always, I don't want to say quietly, but they would be reserved and a little bit more contained than a lot of other people. My mother came from the streets of New Orleans. My father from the cotton fields of Mississippi, literally. Well, almost literally. He was raised uh, picking cotton, basically. And the fact that I know somebody that close to me who actually picked cotton as a job is very, very interesting. So my parents have had this idea of being resilient and they understand it. They get it. But you got to get out there and take your lumps. And of course, every, everybody has their own lumps to take. This isn't just uh, something that has to do with black people, but we do have a certain experience. So that's why I'm bringing it up. But when things come at you and things will, don't think of them as necessarily as obstacles. They're just the way things are. Now, I don't mean to say it with a bad outlook. They need to, you know, well, things just suck. No, no, that's, that's not the way you should look at it. You have a beautiful journey ahead of you. But all this time, you've been, you've been sold this idea that you're only going to get anywhere if your life is soft and comfy and cushy. Cushy is the word. Yeah, let's use that word, cushy. You want to be cushy. Well, you need to be like power, man. You need to be hard. Unless you're Kirby, you can't be, you can't be cushy and win. You need to be like Luke Cage. So as technology increases, as, as we advance, one of the things of advancement, methodologies, ideologies, and technologies, the, the advancement of these and sociologies, things that may be difficult to us. And the more this type of efficiency and ease enters our lives, the more it's actually sold to us. We don't necessarily try to keep pushing at that same level. Very quickly, a technology or an advancement turns into, hey, let's do less. We get a phone in our hands, and instead of saying, hey, I can use this to communicate more efficiently, and I'll be able to spend less time communicating, we spend all our time not even communicating, but just consuming silly data. Not like the good data you're getting here. Let's make a distinction. I will entertain you, but I no longer consider myself an entertainer. 
that used to be my life. Now I consider myself an explorer and a teacher of things that I've explored on. Not even a teacher of anything good, just a teacher of things that I've explored. I'm no longer an entertainer. And I got to this point by, by going through things, as I said. And the realization that all of these advancements, all of these, like, I don't have to, I don't have to work to have, a, to have food on my, on my table. I don't have to work for that. I mean, I have to work, go to have a job and have to, you know, buy, sell, trade, exchange, market, brand, develop product. I have to put in work, but it's not really much of a thing for me to have food on the table. It's not like I have to go kill an animal or plant crops and cut down a tree, for, you know, for firewood. All this is easy to me now. So they've taken away, they in quotes, by the way, so they've taken away our, our need to be resilient. And over time, I think it's kind of softened a lot of us. What's that book, Anti-Fragility? Be anti-fragile, that whole idea and concept. You don't want to break easily. And instead of seeing that as a burden, it needs to be seen as a positive quality that you can use and build upon. And when other people treat it as a slight or a backhanded compliment, use that to your advantage. In fact, going back to my earlier story of how I started thinking about this when the person I was working with just stopped and decided to call me resilient as a, as a quote-unquote compliment, back to that, when that happened, and I was called resilient, I honestly wanted to snap on them. Every once in a while, you got to snap on people, by the way. You got to wreck them. And they, think you're, they think they can say anything, so you just got to snap on them every once in a while. But after this person called me resilient, I didn't even wait around for the follow-up or if there was a follow-up. I was just like, oh, thank you. And went about my business and made a decision in my head that that person doesn't see my value my actual value. So now I have to flex. I have to work on them. I have to do even more. Not to the point where they're not trying to make anybody envious, but if I'm going to be resilient, I'm going to make it clear that you're not. If putting up with stuff is the price, then I'm going to get, I'm going to get paid off of that. I'm going to tax the system. I can take it. I have to take it. I'm expected to take it. Then we're going to raise the bar and it's going to be more difficult for you to not take it. If you're, if you're in a corporate situation, you're at a job and they expect you to do more work than everybody else. What happens when you start doing more work than everybody else? You don't necessarily get more, more praise for it. Not necessarily more pay, but you can get better. You can outshine. You can start calling your own shots. If you look at a lot of successful people that have gone through things, they took their resilient status and decided, you know what? I'm not going to the party. I'm going to stay home and study. You know what? 
I'm not going to play play in the tournament. I'm going to go home and finish my my case studies. My tournament, I'm in a video game tournament. That was on my mind for some reason. So if you have this resilience, and you just happen to have it, you might as well do something good with it. Don't worry about them. Don't worry about pandering. Don't worry about what they think. You may take note of it. Definitely acknowledge it. You don't have to clap back at them. I mean, I do, but you don't have to in every case. But you want this resilience to be known. Like, this BS will not stop me. Now, of course, when that happens, as I kind of alluded to, they're going to throw crap at you because they expect you to be able to take it. That is your opportunity to ensure that they get some of the ricochet damage. If it's going to be like this, you're all going to feel a little bit of it. Now, why would you ever do that? That puts you in a little position of, wait for it, power. If you are known as the resilient one, you can use that to your advantage. If nobody can do what you can do in any situation, whether it's, uh, you know, being able to fly with metal wings, being able to, you know, make lightning from your fingers, being able to control the weather, whatever your power is, you can use that to your advantage and you don't have to let it be the reason that you're taking advantage of. You can't flip it. But part of that, once again, is your internal resilience. And this is, this is, by the way, a characteristic of most every hero I can think of. Not the comic book trait of being bulletproof or whatever, but having to exist and go through whatever nonsense, whatever bullshit, to be that hero. Like, they aren't a hero without that resilience. Without that force that says, no, I'm like this and I cannot be bent. If they are bent and they break, you know, then it's a 12-issue comic series of them bending, breaking, realizing what happened, learning, coming back, and then conquering their old self and becoming that new, even more resilient hero. And that's what you got to do if you're going to be the hero. I think we're all heroes. We've just been made to be soft. Soft like tissue paper in the rain. So with all the nonsense that people throw at, at me, at you, at us, at certain figures, certain archetypes of people, certain classifications, you know, whether you're part of a dominant group or not, you can be a resilient hero. And it's something I've had to consider lately. And it's something that needs to be embraced. Now, I'm slowing down here because I want to think about my words. Being resilient doesn't mean biting your tongue until your mouth is full of blood. It doesn't mean swallowing shit all day. It doesn't mean continually getting your teeth kicked in. But it does mean pushing forward regardless of the pushback you get. It doesn't mean just tolerating nonsense. You don't want to just tolerate or cope. It's one of the reasons I don't like the word cope. It sounds like you're just sitting back taking it. 
you're able to feel pains, feel pressures, and still push forward. And not only let them know that they're wrong for that, if they're subjugating you, to let them know that, yes, I can do this, and you can't. Yes, I can take this, and it makes me stronger. And the one thing that will not break is the spirit. That's the resilient part of it all, the spirit. The most resilient factor you can have in your journey is your spirit. Go through whatever little mental exercises, physical expression, spiritual awakening, work, and rebirth that you need to do, whatever. Work on that resilience. It is something you can pattern into yourself without being traumatized and without just, quote unquote, holding it in or bottling it up. We're not bottling up here. We're getting a cut. We're, we're toughening ourselves up, becoming anti-fragile. We're tempering the steel. We're tempering the glass so it doesn't break. Probably seen the, the shows with the swords getting hammered and beat until they become a fine, flawless instrument capable of withstanding a lot of pressure, a lot of abuse, a lot of wear. And the hallmark isn't that they, they just took abuse and sucked it up. The hallmark is they had something to do and they still did it. They went through it. They didn't just sit there and take it. They went through it and made it to the other side. And they're winners because of it. I was listening to a story about Kobe Bryant working out until 3 a.m. The Lakers arena was closed and he was still there. Now, obviously, if you're Kobe, you can get special privileges and stay there all night until 3 a.m. I wonder what the rental fee on something like that is. How much extra you get charged for keeping it open? I don't know. Maybe it's like my old high school gym where I just kind of hang out. <laughs> just kind of hang out and like, hey, lock up after, all right? Just put the chain on the door and make sure you lock the padlock. In the... I don't know how easy that was. But going through it, Making it to the other side, Kobe Bryant, that's what he did. If you look at LeBron James, I mean, look at pictures of LeBron James' toes. Just, just search, search for that. LeBron James' toes. And we're doing whatever exercise the incorrect way that Pinky said, I'm staying. I'm not leaving. You can't stop me. Who's that other guy in the corner? Hey, that's the championship toe. That's who it is. Uh, I joke, though. Uh, love LeBron, but man, that is a, that is a mark. And a lot of us have marks, so it's okay. You know, people get together and they discuss scars. That's why you either cry about your scars. Like, oh man, this happened to me. Or you recognize that it's a badge and you can go through things. It's a mindset switch here that you moved through things. Be open to talk about it. Be vulnerable with your pain, understand it and embrace it and get to the other side. That's that key right there. Who else? Um, Michael Jordan. Malcolm X. Martin Luther King. Doesn't even have to be black history. Just be any old body. You'll see that resilient streak. So next time you're watching a hero movie, I want you to think about that. Just the whole idea of resilience. Don't just think about it as entertainment and some kid doing something crazy or some, you know, magic beans 
think about the fundamental hero narrative. Being in a situation, not being able to do anything, going through trials and tribulations that struggle to get to the other side, recognizing who you are, recognizing there's a villain to overcome, being resilient, and getting through to the other side. That's fundamentally it. Stay resilient. Take your lumps, heal, accept them, embrace them, and keep going. Don't be a sucker, but you can get through this. You can last. I have faith in you. You are, you are the power man of your own life. Call yourself power woman, power girl, power kid, power, power they, power person. Anyway, that's it for this one. Uh, as I said, I didn't totally want to do this one, but I figured it needed to be done anyway. And it would give me something positive to produce instead of just sitting around eating red velvet cake from Vons. And yeah, uh, speaking of being resilient, we're, we're in a weird time now. A lot of things are going on. So as I like to do, I, wanted, I like to do the news and updates at the end of this. Instead of putting it at the beginning, I think at the beginning, myself included, uh, I want to get to the, the meat of it. I want to get to the actual podcast and discussion. And I'll leave the news stuff for later. A lot of people like to prep with the news because it's a way to get people in on live. Like if you're going live, people are just talking, getting ready. But in this era, you can, where you can go back and pick the show that you want to pick and you can search for different episodes. I figure it makes more sense to put this kind of stuff at the end, all my news and updates, and then just, just be able to get straight into the podcast or the topic at hand right off the bat. So in case you're wondering why I do it that way, that's a little bit of creative behind the scenes for you. Try it yourself. Let me know what you think. All right. So what has been going on lately? I think there was some Elon Musk news. Ah, screw that. I don't, I don't want to talk about that. All right. Threads. If you know, this podcast is called Creativity Threads Life. It was, um, it was actually inspired by the idea of threads from the Threads app. So I got on that, was happy with it, quickly got to 1,000 followers, was happy about that. Just started building a community and a connection with a lot of people. So I wanted to call this Creativity Threads Life. and What's interesting about what's happening now is Threads has decided that they're going to be pulling, not, not even pulling away, they are definitely not going to be focusing on politics and will be marginalizing politics into its own little subcategory of the Threads universe. Almost said metaverse, but maybe I should say metaverse, yeah. So throughout the Threads metaverse, politics will be pushed to the side and it will be kept in its own little lane. There are people that want to talk politics and want to search for politics and want to have these discussions about political subjects. But Mosseri very clearly made it known on, on um, Instagram and threads that threads would not be the place for political discourse. They're not making a situation where politics is going to be a focus. In fact, they're going to deter conversations away from politics 
So if you're in there talking politics, your, your posts aren't going to be shown to a lot of people who aren't talking politics. You'll only catch political discussions if you're actively looking for and talking about politics. Otherwise, you'll just see sunshine and rainbows all across threads. That's the idea. Apparently, they learned their lesson from the news, the government, and everybody else with opinions that wants to talk about the news and journalism on X, competing platform. Uh, this is a good move for them to be not X. They're anti-X. So this is MSNBC if X were Fox News. That's the way I see it. Interesting move by them. Well, we'll see how it turns out. If you don't like politics and you like talking a lot of yap online, you may want to head over to Threads. I'm on there. Next up, uh, Shannon Sharp. Shannon Sharp and Club Shay Shay is getting messy. Shannon Sharp has this show. And what's happened to it lately is that it's become a place where people just sound off and start dropping gossip and almost rage baiting, I'd say, or just this, it's getting a little messy. And I wouldn't say it was there before Cat Williams because it was there a little bit, but when Cat Williams showed up, it really just sparked off in a big way. So now Monique has shown up after Cat Williams, another comedian, and just started going off as well. So what you're ending up with is basically two hours and 55 minutes of comedians or people airing their dirty laundry on this man show. Is he going to lean into that? I'm not sure where, what it means for him, but those two shows, Cat Williams and Monique, have both just blown up big numbers on social media. Uh, and I don't like people talking messy on Instagram or threads or whatever. It, it gets us this very gossipy kind of world, and I think that's what people are into now, or not even into, but it's just what we're responding to. So... Hopefully, we'll fight back against that discourse a little bit. And hopefully, we can keep that off of this podcast or any channel that I'm working through. So, we'll see. Also, um, T-Pain has been on the Apple Vision Pro train lately. T-Pain, artist, winner of The Masked Singer, and classic auto-tune artist who can actually sing, but a lot of people don't realize he can actually sing. That T-Pain. He's really taking a liking to the Apple Vision Pro. And the reason I think this is interesting is that the Apple Vision Pro has been looking for that certain catch in terms of popular media. And when someone like T-Pain starts wearing the Apple Vision Pro, talking about they're not going anywhere without wearing it, it's they want to do concerts within it, they're really pumping it up. Once you start getting somebody doing this just because they like the thing that much, that's what really makes people look up and take notice. In fact, I wasn't really checking for it as much because I didn't see too much talk about it. But seeing somebody as excited as T-Pain on it, it's pretty exciting. Don't know what that means in the future. He did sort of a, a three-dimensional concert. I don't know how he distributed it exactly, but concerts in 3D, if you know me, I posted about Fortnite a long time ago, having the concerts in, in virtual virtual reality. That's that's a whole nother level of awesome. And with a platform like the Apple Vision Pro, you could easily charge people for that. And think about the experience you could get with that, with VR people going backstage with your favorite, you know, your favorite artist after a concert, during a concert, you're talking to the band members and bandmates. 
that could really be kind of crazy. So that's definitely something to keep a lookout for. What else we got? Also, if you've seen pictures or screenshots or videos of Disney characters beating the hell out of each other, uh, you weren't, <laughs> you weren't uh, hallucinating. Uh, for some reason, people have taken MK modding to the next level and have really just decided to go all in with modding Mortal Kombat and putting Disney characters in there. Obviously, Disney's been worried about their image lately. They've been merging with Hulu, and it's it, they've got this weird outlook now. And in the middle of all of this, I think this is part of the reason why it went viral. These people made a, a Mortal Kombat mod that actually works fairly well. You know, you've got the characters doing all the crazy attacks, like, you know, you've got the frozen characters doing Sub-Zero's moves. You've got, you know, um, Kung Lao with his hat. There's that one, uh, oh gosh, what's her name? Movie that just came out, she's got kind of the coolie hat. It looks like a coolie hat of sorts. Yeah, they've got her doing the Kung Lao moves. So you got these different Disney characters breaking necks, snapping spines, you know, smashing teeth into the ground. Very, very violent graphic stuff. Just went bonkers online. One of those weird, interesting things that tells you what society's thinking about right now. And it's funny. Let's see. And uh, your boy Pharrell, super producer, musician, and fashionista, not even a fashionista, fashion mogul now is head of LVMH design for the time being. That Pharrell is making a Lego movie. So the Neptune producer uh, has this movie coming out called Piece by Piece. And it's being done with Legos. So we always talk about being creative and doing something, you know, creative, current, unique, that gets people's attention. A biopic done in Lego would do that. So shout out to Pharrell for having the creative foresight to make this thing happen. And I'm looking for more like that. That's uh, that's just an interesting way to go about things. That's one of those one of those things you're going to be able to talk about years from now where it's like, hey, you see the, the Pharrell biopic? Oh, you mean the Lego one? Yeah, that one. Oh, it's pretty cool. So creativity at its finest. You're still doing boring stuff. Try to do something not boring like Pharrell. And I think that's it for the parts I'm going to cover today. Um, I'll leave the rest of the news for later. As I said, I'm trying to keep these things at about an hour long. So this one's been going about 56 minutes. And so that's going to do it for this one. Shout out to everybody who came through the chat. Shabby, Shaw, uh, DJ Bigman, uh, Margaret came through. Thanks to Liberty. Thanks to Landon. Who else was here? Uh, thanks to Pete. Pete, always good seeing you. Um, and we'll probably talk about wrestling again later, Pete. And shout out to Ashley Curates Life passing through. Good to see you here. Anyway, that's going to do it for this episode of Theory Creativity Threads Life. My name is Mr. Benja. I'm here with you. I say most nights of the week, but this week is going to test my resilience to see if I can do that with all the nonsense that's been going on. But yes, here most nights of the week, you can catch the podcast on the podcast streams. All right, that's going to do it for this one. Thank you all for joining. Peace. <laughs>